Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, this is Pardon the Intermission. Thank you guys for joining us here. This is Eric. I'm Jason, guys. How you doing out there? (laughs) Hey, um, what were we going to talk about today? We had a pretty good topic, right? Oh, yes. Well, you know what it is, is we've talked about so much leading up to actually doing the podcast. It's like my mind is just... Yeah, I know, right? It's like, it's funny. We talk about all the stuff (laughs) that would be good for the podcast before we do the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And and I was like, wait, don't don't say anything. Don't say anymore. We got to wait. We got to wait for to talk about it. Right. I know what it was. We were going to talk about Kenobi this this time, right? Yes, 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 yes. show. Kenobi. So this show is going to be about the wonderful series Kenobi, which is over... Right, it's done for. Is it done? Right? Um, no. I is there one more episode? There is going to be, I think, one more episode. Yes. Really? What yeah. else can they do? Oh, oh <laughs> well, watch it and find out. <laughs> do, have, have you heard spoilers on it? I haven't heard spoilers on the most recent episode that's due to come out next week. Okay. But um, I just I'm caught up on it right now, and okay. I can tell you that it has been everything that I hoped it would be. Really? Before. It has been outstanding. Really? Yes. It's like so. It, it's like the the storytellers, the writers have gone back to um, they've gone back to the strengths of the the character and uh, what they've combined everything that made Obi Wan Kenobi relatable in the prequels and then in the original films with uh, Alec Guinness's character as well. Yes, but they they have really cleverly crafted some unique and fun stories around his character just in this in these first four or five episodes however many are out right now yeah five and, is yeah, episode five yeah, five, yeah. They're at. yeah so and it, they've they've all been fun they've all been worth it it's just like it makes book of boba fett look like a little baby brother <laughs> well that, like, that thing was a train wreck yeah it was in so many different directions <laughs> uh, well I'll, I'll tell you what i i did not I wasn't as thrilled with Kenobi okay. um, as you were. That's why I was. Okay. That's why I was acting like I was like, really? Okay. Yes. Well, okay. I, I got to say, I think Kenobi did have some problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, alluding to what you were saying, as far as Alec Guinness's character, yes, I noticed that if you're watching the show, uh, if you're watching Kenobi, you'll notice that he does a lot of gestures. That one where he grabs his beard—that's yes. an Alec Guinness. I mean, I noticed that right away. I was like, oh, yeah, that's he's using that now to try to kind of tie in those characters, those two different um, characters together uh, into one, which I thought was really good. Um, Another thing that I heard, I don't know if you've heard this or not, the actual the story Kenobi, they there was an actual script. There was supposed to be, I think, a movie. Kenobi. Okay. And they and they had actually written a script. I'm not sure if it was a movie or, or a series, but I think it was a movie. And they had written a script. This was years ago. Okay. And they had taken a lot of that script and intertwined it with this. So a lot of it is probably that's probably why you're saying you get that feeling. So it was probably close to after episode three, somewhere in there, you know. And so they really they really looked at it because I'm really I gotta tell you right now I'm really getting dis- disappointed with Disney's uh, storytelling. Um, lately, okay. you mentioned Book of Boba Fett, man, and I think it was it was terrible. That was yes. ridiculous. I don't know who's writing this stuff. It, I well, you know, it's what makes it interesting for me from that standpoint of it being disappointing is that like John Favreau. We all know who John Favreau is. Mm-hmm. 
he pretty much heads up now all of the creative Star Wars stuff um, from the Disney side of things. Kathleen Kennedy, who was uh, who's been one of the most powerful producers in Hollywood over the last two decades, was previously the creative head. She uh, absconded all of her duties and gave them to John Favreau. Favreau is an ultimate Star Wars fan, just like a lot of us are. Yeah. He's been loyal to the content, but it's just like with Book of Boba Fett. Okay, with the Mandalorian, he did great. With Book of Boba Fett, though. Whoosh, Took two steps back. Did he kind of hand that off? Didn't he kind of hand that off to? Uh, yeah, I think he might have. Yeah, you know, but but getting up to Obi Wan Kenobi, I don't think Favreau is uh, connected to this one. But as a creative head, though, I think mm-hmm. he has a say in the script and the screenplays and what sh- what is also shown creatively on the screen as well. Yeah, he's so, kind of steering the ship from afar. Yeah, at least it seems like he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, though, I, I heard, I heard now rumor, this is all rumor that Kathleen Kennedy is, is actually pretty involved. I heard a rumor that, uh, okay, there's going to be spoilers in here, people. So if you haven't watched Kenobi, I'm sorry, but this is a warning. Just turn it off now. Go watch Kenobi and then come back and listen to the rest of our show. Exactly. If you haven't seen Kenobi yet, shame on you. You snooze, you lose. (laughs) But, but I, I will say that I heard that she was, uh, Reva was supposed to die in this one. And yes. she did get in in, epi- in these, uh, uh, would you call it episode five or uh, whatever you'd call it? Uh, these are actually called episodes. Episodes, yeah. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, they're called episodes. So yes. episode five, right? Yes. So uh, that she actually did get stabbed, mm-hmm. but that Kathleen Kennedy stepped in and said, no, she's not going to die. That she didn't want her character to die. So that's what I heard. Rumor, I don't know. So I think she still has a hand in it, unfortunately, because I think yeah. nobody, I don't think there's a lot of Star Wars fans that are big Kathleen Kennedy fans. Yeah, the the Skywalker trilogy pretty much wanted us all to turn Kathleen Kennedy into a a, a ritual killing. I say <laughs> no, that term loosely. Say that. No, <laughs> I don't mean that. Obviously, no, no. But, you just mean in in, in, in maybe in it, Kenobi the series, maybe they could do something with Kathleen Kennedy's character. And, yeah, know, yeah, uh, but I, not, I can't. Not for real. For those of you who haven't seen Obi Wan, spoiler alert here. What Eric just said about uh, the Grand Inquisitor, the third sister, Reva. Uh, being stabbed by Darth Vader. Yes, she was, and yes, she did not die. So that is true. But I, di- I didn't hear that, though. That's interesting, though, that you said about Kathleen Kennedy apparently signing off on her not dying because yeah. I think that makes that episode now a lot more interesting because now that she's still alive um, and now that she is... Now that we pretty much know that she hates Vader because she was a youngling when Order 66 took place and he almost killed her. He thought he did, but he didn't. So now we're starting to see kind of her character unravel a little bit Mm -hmm. and kind of go through bit of a conscience spell like here. a transformation yeah maybe, yeah or... exactly so now well, i'm i'm on a cliff now because i want to see what happens to her next you know when she does presumably get better is she going to go scorched earth on vader and try mm-hmm. and hunt him down or will she just cut off the search for kenobi altogether and just say hey i'm gonna pack it in i gave it my best well here's the other thing too you know somebody brought up this point that you know in, in, if they're going to keep true to the characters yeah that vader would have never let her live Right. Right. Now, obviously, I mean, she got stabbed, but she wasn't, you know, by a saber, lightsaber, but she, you know, wasn't cut in half or anything. Right. So she's still alive. And that's where where it left it, at least for this episode. I I tell you the truth, I kind of thought the fifth one was the last one for some reason, but I guess there's one more. There there is one more. And actually, I just found out last week, Eric, that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has been green-lighted for a second season. I heard that, yeah. This is a limited edition series, but they're going to have a season two. Yeah. So, um, but... 
Um, they are, they are going to have one more uh, episode in this season, and I think it's going to be the last one. Don't quote okay. me on that, but I think it'll be the last one. Um, I did hear that. I heard the greenlit it. I heard, too, that the supposedly the series is supposed to uh, uh, focus more on um, Obi-Wan and Luke. Yes. On the planet, and he's going to deal with away. people trying to hunt Luke down. So it's going to be more like he. This, of course, this one was more with Leia, you know, the young Leia, Princess yeah. Leia, and then the next one will be more with Luke. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what? I think from a storytelling standpoint, I think it's really interesting, and I think it makes sense that they went into his relationship with Leia because um, even though we know, even though Star Wars fans know that, okay, her father, her adopted father, Bail Organa and Obi-Wan Kenobi served together in the Clone War. That was established in the prequels. Episode four, you know, lets us know that, okay, there was still, he still acknowledged that relationship is still there, but how how was that relationship maintained? Mm-hmm. You know, like what was Obi-Wan's involvement with not just Luke, but with Leia as well? And so I think that the storytellers uh, obviously went to great lengths to establish the Leia-Obi-Wan relationship from an early age, hence the casting of young Leia, whom the Star Wars fans, I guess, are going nuts over right now because they don't like her very much. <laughs> well, they, I think they said that she acted pretty bratty and uh, they're kind of annoying, you yeah, know, that kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like a little snooty Chloe Kardashian, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, though, because you would think, though, when... I mean, if we're going to stay with the timeline here, you yeah. would think that mm-hmm. when Princess Leia got rescued on the Death Star... And she saw Obi-Wan. Did she know who Obi-Wan was at that point? And she acted like she didn't, right? Right, exactly. She act, she acted like she didn't. And then So that kind of like conflicts with because she would obviously I mean, she spent so much time with Obi-Wan now, she knows who he is. There's no way she could ever forget him. Right. You know, so exactly. that, that kind of screws that up, which I understand. It's hard to kind of, you know, put all these things together and make them work. I, I, I don't really fault them for that, to be yeah. honest, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just thought that I just wanted to point that out because that was kind of a little like, oh, yeah, I don't remember her actually knowing who Obi-Wan was. She, well, you know what? But she did give that message, right? Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. You're our only hope, yeah. But did she know who he really was, though, when she saw him? And see, that <laughs> and that's where the plot holes start to, yeah. where they need to be filled in. And that's why we're all asking ourselves, okay, but how how is this then being established? Because like you just said there in episode four, she says, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope. Well, okay, we're assuming that she knows about Obi-Wan through her father. But that's what also, I would think, we also yeah. assume that she never saw him because obviously he was a Jedi before she was born. Yeah. So... That's why this series has gone, the first part of it has gone the direction it has with Leia because we need to know that Leia doesn't know Obi-Wan just through word of mouth, but that she actually has some kind of a relationship a con- with him. Uh, connect, uh, she's connected, connected to him, to him yeah. 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 But yeah, that yeah. still, a connection though, with him. that still leaves a little bit of a plot hole going up to episode four with the recording yeah. where she says, you're our only hope. Because so, yeah. that is vague. I mean, you know, she didn't, yeah. she didn't necessarily see him when he was... Uh, uh, when he was on the Death Star, you know, she didn't necessarily yep. recognize him. I mean, she could ask for him to help because she's heard stories about Obi-Wan that lives in this, you know, planet. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there, there are some plot holes there. Yeah. Um, okay, going back. Now, as far as the series goes, um, overall, I thought as far as the way it looked, I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
I I gotta say, some of the sets though really bugged me. They look pretty damn. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by cheap? They, they oh, you meant like they like they were just purchased the, at a, the, a Sam's the sets, Club or yeah, something? You know, the, I mean, you and I, you and I have been in theater for a long yes, time, and yes. and we built sets, and and some of the sets that we built, I think, have actually looked better than some of the sets they've yeah. had in that. Like some, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I would say some of them just like they were just boards that were slapped up and painted. You know, there wasn't okay. much thought to it. Got it, got it. Okay. The other thing that really bugged me about it was like when they came to that laser gate do you remember that part oh, where they were on that planet yeah where the stormtrooper gets sliced in half yeah like the stormtrooper gets sliced salami. which is cool that was a cool scene yeah but it's like the laser gate was so small that literally obi-wan could have walked around on top of that little mountain and just walked around the thing in like two steps he could have used the force to kind of propel himself up and yeah, over exactly i mean, I mean that, bring that, up a good point that okay. thing was like just hurdle size i mean it was just like what about 36 inches high oh, <laughs> That's Je- jesse owens could have jumped that twice over yeah and not even i mean sweat. so that was you know stuff <laughs> you like know? that that is what bugged me. It was a little yeah. ridiculous, you know. Okay, okay. Um, I, I think overall, I, I liked I liked the feeling of it, you know. But yeah, just little things like that. I, I think some of the writing lacked. It just seemed okay. kind of lackluster. Okay, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. What What did you think about some of that stuff? Um, in regards to the sets, I really didn't. I, I really, I really could care either either way. To be honest with you, I mean, I I. My belief is that, okay, one of the reasons why the prequels have been deadpan so much is because of the visual effects. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the prequels, okay, George Lucas let the effects tell the story, which is what made them kind of uh, a little bit disappointing. Yeah. And so they're trying to make all of the new Star Wars content a little more realistic from a special effects prop set standpoint sort of thing. But, I mean, you bring up a valid argument with that, though. Uh, if you're paying attention to the finer details of creating something like Star Wars, then yes, it needs to be ultra-believable, not just believable. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. Some of the sets are a little bit kinky. Or not kinky, but they're a little bit uh, kooky. That's what I want to say. Yeah. It looks like they were... Kind of hokey. Yeah, they were built like with a Lego set or something like that. Yeah, just thrown together, not much thought about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, the one thing is in The, Man- in the Mandalorian, they did such a great job, mm-hmm. really, of kind of blending i mean even when they just had small small sets like the bar when there was just a bar there right you know it was it really had a great aesthetic to it 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 was very believable i mean i didn't have to think about it yeah you know in 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 this though some of the sets i'm looking at and i'm like "Eh." now when they got to that i can't remember the name of that fortress where was that fortress that was underwater oh the fortress that was from underwater is actually uh taken from i think it's clone wars it's um remember the name of it i can't remember palace inquisitora I think, or Fortress Inquisitor. Um, okay, because I'm having to go back to my Clone War days. Here no, too. no, that's okay. So, sorry to throw that at you, but no, hey, that's. But all anyway, right. they, you know, they did a pretty good job with that. I think. Yes. You know, yeah. Overall, that looked pretty good. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was an awesome set. I loved that they went back to Clone Wars with that, and that's. Um, you know, for those of us that liked Clone Wars, the animated series, that was one of the things that they threw in there. And they had to, obviously, because that's, the, you know, the Inquisitors themselves actually come from Star Wars Rebels, which is another good animated series. Mm. But yeah, they, they paid great attention to detail with that. It's like it was just the real life version of the animated one that we saw in Clone Wars. And so, okay. they, yeah, I thought they did a great job with that. Now, in Clone Wars, actually, uh, let me ask you this. In Clone Wars, did they did they go into that whole Jedi being entombed in that in that uh, fortress? Yes. Oh, they did. So you kind of already know what that's about? You already kind of know what that's about. Okay, so what is that about? I, I don't know anything. I mean, they, they didn't really allude to it up to this point unless mm-hmm. they go in the next episode. They kind of tell the story, but... 
Um, what what is that about? Uh, if uh, well, if I recall, it's it's just about where they were where they were just tracking down all of the force sensitive individuals and some of the straggling Jedi that were still out there, and then just uh, keeping them imprisoned and uh, using them for not really genetic experiments or torture or anything like that. But they were just it was just part of their continuing mission to eradicate all that was left of the Jedi in the, in the galaxy. But is there a reason that they entombed them though? I mean, do they, do they get power from them? Do no, they not really? I think it's just more or less kind of a, uh, they just looked at like trophies. Like here's our right, display exactly. case. Look at all the guys we caught. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. a hall of fame. <laughs> exactly. The Jedi, the, the dead Jedi hall of fame. <laughs> Jedi hall exactly. Of fame, yeah. It's like Vader's hall of fame. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> I like that one too. How do you, you know? think? I think that speaking of Vader, going yeah. to that, I think they did a pretty good job with. Now they did play um, in, in this uh, last in this five. They did. They had a big scene between Obi Wan and uh, oh, yes. um, Anakin, and, uh, yes, doing a, a lightsaber duel, just practicing the flashback scenes. Yeah, yes. flashback scene. And you know, I understand they're older now, and you know, it's tough to make a blend. I think they did a pretty good job of blending them, though. You I know? yeah, I thought the digital enhancement of them was really well done. For, I mean, from the facial standpoint, yes, you can tell that Hayden Christensen is obviously. He's older. 13, 14 years older than yeah. what he was when he first did the character. But yeah. they yeah, they did a great job of making them look as young as they were back then when they did those characters. And I, I love those flashback scenes in that episode. That was just uh that I think was necessary because that's part of Darth Vader's allure, is that uh he's always he's constantly in a struggle. He's mm-hmm. in a struggle with his good side and with his bad side, and those flashback scenes are part of his struggle. You know, yeah. and so I understand why they put all of that in there. That that was great. I love that. Do, do you think they had too many at at this point up to episode five? Do they had yeah. too many escape scenes? It seems like every <laughs> episode, you know, Ben Obi Wan is escaping again, and yes. you're like thinking, wait a minute, how many times is Darth Vader going to let this happen? Yes, right. Yes, because that was my big problem, and I don't know if we talked about it already, but that was yeah. my big problem with the one um, where he first finds out that Anakin. Not when he finds out Anakin's alive, yeah. but when when, when he meets him when they're in that mining town mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you have that that face off between that's when the two of them actually face off for the first time right yeah, yeah. In, in all these years yeah. and then but it's just kind of like all of a sudden I mean if you guys watch it like I said spoilers you know it's like uh, Darth Vader almost literally has been on the ropes he's dragging him through this fire he's gonna make him pay like he paid you know and, yeah. and everything torture him and then all of a sudden it's like you know these guys swoop in this robot comes in from nowhere there's a ton of course stormtroopers right. and it's like there's fire in between them but they escape still and it's like wait a minute Darth Vader could just like I mean, literally, we saw him rip a ship open, right? right? Stop a ship from 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 launching and rip it open in this episode yep. five. He yep. couldn't just like propel himself over the fire and and grab. That's what I mean by the story is just not. Yeah, well, and you know that funny you mentioned that because you're right. In the previous episode, when he started that fire with the lightsaber and then used the force to drag Obi Wan into the fire, so he yeah. could feel the pain that I felt. Um, you would, th- you know, after um, after. Uh, Obi Wan was saved by the um, by the the double agent, Imperial agent. Well, I forgot what her name was again, 
But it's mm-hmm. like Vader just stands there and watches the fire. It's like I thought for a second he was going to break out the hot dogs and weenies and start grilling there. Well, yeah. It's like you, even though you're half robot, you couldn't like jump over that thing, like you know, or, or just or just squash the flames. I mean, use the force and wind to just squash the, yeah. you know, kind of like part the Red Sea here, part the flames, and just walk through exactly. There. Or use that Hoover vacuum of a breathing apparatus that you have and just blow out the fire. Or, something or like you that. see the robot that comes and saves. You know, at this point, of course, Ben Kenobi can't even run. He's all right. <laughs> Right, charred right. and everything, and yeah. so you know they got this robot comes and picks him up. You think, well, Darth Vader could just crush this robot with the force, and then where's easily. he going to go? He's not easily. going anywhere. Yeah, he'd crush him like a beer yeah. can easily. He could just think about it, and that so would be it. That's what I think. I don't like that. That's what okay. I mean by the story is pretty weak in that okay. sense. That okay. there's a lot yeah. of those kind of plot holes, or I don't know. You know, they they throw these plot devices in there, yeah. like oh, there's fire separating them, but you know, it's like yeah, but that could be overcome easy. I mean the stakes weren't high enough to where you really believed some of it. Now, the one where they went into that underground, that ocean base, that was a pretty good uh, uh, scene overall. You know, I I thought that was really good, done really well. But yeah, Palace Inquisitor, yeah. Yeah, the Palace Inquisitor, yeah, yeah. I I was thinking uh, in regards to the plot holes, I was just kind of thinking that um, I am actually a little disappointed that they brought Darth Vader into it this quickly. Really? Only well, yeah, the reason why is because, you know, in episode 4, there are obviously a couple of scenes where Vader senses Obi-Wan's presence, especially when he's on the Death Star and after they have hauled in the Millennium Falcon with the tractor beam, he says, "I sense something, a presence I haven't felt since, you know." And then there's also another scene, you know, where him and Obi-Wan are, have that lightsaber battle towards the end, or after the uh, Luke and Han and Leia escape. Mm. Vader says to Obi-Wan, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. And so I kind of like took that uh, from that movie. I took that as, okay, these guys haven't seen each other since Obi-Wan and Anakin fought on Mustafar. And yeah. Obi-Wan left Anakin for, uh, for kindling in the lava field there. And yet they're they're connecting Vader and Obi-Wan really quickly here. And I was kind of surprised by that. I thought they mm. would try and at least bring it along a little bit slower. You know? Yeah, good point. Yeah. That's just but that that's just me kind of maybe I'm overanalyzing, but that's just me. Well, no, no. I mean I, I do understand where you're coming from. I, I, I think I do agree a little bit that I think they brought Vader in too quick. You know, in the series, but going back to what we were talking about with same problem they had with Leia and Obi-Wan that, you know, it's going to be hard for them to to really, I think, try to tell the story Mm -hmm. to match up with the, you know, original, you know, A New Hope, you know, and and there's no way they can make it seamless. There's just no no way they could do it. You're right. Yeah, there's just I mean, there's too many finite details, too many fine details that have to be combed over. And you're right. That's virtually impossible to do while pleasing the fans at the same time. Yeah. So it's like, maybe we need to lighten up and give them a little (laughs) bit of wiggle room here. But, but I will, I will tell you this, um, overall, I mean, I, I, yes, I did. I did kind of turn off my brain and just, just watch it. I mean, listen, I'm not, I love Star Wars. I'm not big into the lore. I, I can't tell you, you know, specifics. I didn't watch Rebels. I haven't watched, you know, Clone Wars yeah. or any of the external stuff. Yeah. Um, besides just the the movies, the the general movies straight through, you know. Yeah. So I'm 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 not deep into that. But but I have, you know, as far as 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 this series goes, I have watched these series on Disney Plus. And as far as this series go, I think unfortunately. You know, Boba Fett taught me to turn my brain off because, <laughs> you know, you, you Boba Fett was really a train wreck, unfortunately. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, OK, I'm not going to take this series. 
I started watching it with a little bit of a critical eye, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to take it too seriously. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to have a lot of problems and stuff, but, you know, overall. And plus, I'm watching it with the family, so it's kind of fun to have my daughter watching it with us, you know, and she's kind of into, you know, because this is the newer generation, right? Right, She's going to be into that. So, yeah, exactly. So that's what I did. So I I don't know if you had to kind of did the same thing, you know, and and just, so overall, I'm saying I I did enjoy it, though, overall. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, you know, as, as... A lifelong Star Wars fan myself and someone who does a lot of that deep diving into the mythos and into the universe of all the characters and the movies and all the subsequent material, books, graphic novels, whatever. Yeah, I've absorbed myself into a lot more of the mythology of it. But I'm kind of like you in a sense, too, where I'm just um, I'm sitting back and I'm seeing what they're doing with all of um, all of the extra elements that are out there. And by extra elements, I mean... Uh, all of the different characters, all the different storylines, all of the different holes that you can plug in hmm. where you can go all these different directions here because what started out as just three movies eventually expanded into six movies and then yeah. expanded into into nine movies and then you have the spin-offs with like Rogue One and then and then Solo. So it's like George Lucas while he created something that was a finished product he also left something that can be expanded on really big. But one thing I'm really afraid of, though, Eric, and I actually mentioned this to my wife the other night um, hmm. in watching Obi-Wan, was that I'm afraid that Disney is, and we might have alluded to this earlier, so forgive me if I'm repeating you, but I'm afraid that Disney is gonna just going to continue to go a little bit overboard with the storytelling with people who don't know Star Wars. There's a hmm. difference between people who are fans and people who are fans that know Star Wars. Like John Favreau is a fan who knows Star Wars. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy is just a fan who doesn't know Star Wars. Yeah. With all due respect to her and what she's done in her great career. Okay. So I'm, I'm afraid that um, Disney needs to like really consult with the people who know Star Wars best rather than consult with the people who are there just to make it. So basically what I'm saying is don't look at it as just a cash cow. Don't look at it as something yeah. that's going to continue to make money. Because if you do, then you're going to create some watered-down, bogged-down storylines, just like it was with the prequels, and you're going to turn the fans away. And you're going to, hey, this Star Wars fan base is exactly like Star Trek fan bases. They are particularly rabid about their products. And yeah. if, if it's something that they do not like a lot, they're going to let everybody well, know about and it. And they're rabid about it because they, they love it. You know, that's yep. the thing. They, it's, it's something that they want to hold on to and cherish and they don't yes. want to see it destroyed. Yes. And I do agree with you. And, and that's the thing, you know, when, when Mandalorian, kind of to what you were speaking to here, when Mandalorian uh, came out, Nobody really knew what was going to happen. It was all kind of new and fresh, and it's a whole new character. And we got to see new characters, and yeah, there's some kind of crossover, and we got to see some other characters thrown in. You know, and you see Boba Fett, and everybody gets excited. Right. right. Then with Boba Fett, you have an established character, and they really ruined that character. I'm sorry, but they did. Yes, they did. Um, yes, they they, did. they completely destroyed that character. They they went against what his character type was, and 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 so you're doing that. So my point to the, to what you're saying too is and agreeing with you is that you know yes they may also expose these these loved beloved characters that we have grown up with that are already in the lore yeah and yeah. they may overexpose them and kind of twist them in ways that are unrecognizable to mm-hmm. the fans you know so yep. you know there's like okay it's great to see Darth Vader back out there but you may have too much Darth Vader you know like, yeah exactly and that and and and. I mean, conversely, the same thing can be said with Boba Fett. What made me like Boba Fett so much from The Empire Strikes Back was that he was a mysterious character. Mm. You didn't, and 
you didn't want to know who was behind who wore that helmet. You didn't want to know who was behind the mask there, you know, and but the book of Boba Fett has gone to painstaking efforts to take away the mystery of the character. That's what made him so popular. Yeah. Is that we didn't know who the actor was underneath the helmet because we couldn't see his actual face. All we heard was just the original voice. You know, he's no good to me, dead. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a bounty hunter, you know? <laughs> but yeah, Disney have Disney feels like, okay, this is a popular character. Let's give the fans what they want, you know? In this yeah. case, with Book of Boba Fett, we didn't need that necessarily. But with Obi-Wan, it's different because there's still, there's a main character. There's still a lot of what-ifs in that storyline between episode three and episode four, we're seeing that kind of unravel right now. Yeah. And, and I think, and, and it's a very fine line, a tightrope they're walking here with this character. Cause it could go really good or really bad, yeah, yeah. you know? So yeah, they've, they've got a big, uh, I don't know, big weight to carry uh, on their shoulders with this one, it's, especially it, now with the season two confirmed. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not like, okay, they're one yep. and done, you know, I, Boba Fett, I don't think is doing another season, right? Are they done? Uh, Book of Boba Fett, I think, will return. Oh, it will? I think they are doing another season for that. And The Mandalorian is returning also, but we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that. I think that's coming out uh, January or February of next year. Mm. So it's, we're, you know, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that to see how that ends. So before we go, uh, what would you, uh, would you recommend? I think I know your answer already, but would you recommend uh, Kenobi out there to, to, uh, to all the listeners? If you're looking for something fun, I would recommend Kenobi. Yes. If you are a diehard star Wars fan who has problems with plot holes, crappy sets, and uh, the fact that Darth Vader just doesn't want to charbroil Obi-Wan like a Whopper Jr., then don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would say, and, and to add to that, yeah, I would say, like I said earlier, you know, you just kind of turn off your brain, um, you know, and, and just yeah. enjoy it for what it is. Try not to put too much into it. Right. Um, you know, try not, try not to think too much about it. But overall, they had a lot of good aspects, I yeah. think, um, for it. So, yeah, I definitely would. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, it's about 6 out of 10. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Six out of 10. Yeah. Six out of so. 10. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is our show. Uh, we will uh, catch you guys later. Any parting words yeah. there, Jason? Uh, any, my parting words are, hey, don't forget to, uh, most importantly, listen to our podcast. Don't forget to like the podcast as well. You can click on the like there below and then also leave some comments. Let us know how we're doing. And hey, if you think we should be talking about something in general, let us know. All right. You Adios. Heard it. All right. Thanks, guys. Until next time. May the force be with you. Thank <laughs> you.